Welcome to Rock Talks, a podcast created to build community through conversation. Hey, welcome to this episode of Rock Talks. We are we are at episode three, which means we are legit. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. This is awesome. Um, every every week, I, I just say the same thing. I'm shocked we came this far. Yes, <laughs> by God's grace, we've made we've made it to episode three. Yes. Um, just a quick update. Want to get right into the updates. The big thing is uh, March first. We're planning a big open house celebration to celebrate this brand new building for our church and we're opening it up to the community and all the neighbors. It's going to be a big block party. Uh, we're going to have food, prizes, games, and we're hoping for a really, really fun time. And so we want to invite everybody listening to this podcast. We would love to have you there. That's Sunday, March 1st uh, from 1 to 4 o'clock. Oh, great. And that's right here at at our church yes right here um it's mostly going to be taking place in the fellowship hall and uh we're hoping to get a lot of people from our neighborhood to come out you know just an opportunity to connect with our neighborhood and the people who live nearby wow that sounds awesome who's who's planning that who's putting that on it's the outreach ministry so the head of that is yumi kim and she has a team of fabulous talented people who are uh, working very hard to prepare a really awesome event Excellent. Excellent. Looking forward to it. Yeah. So we'll get right into our very special interview. We have a special guest with us. Uh, his name is Victor Shepard, and we're so happy that he's accepted the invitation to be a part of this very, very significant, well-known podcast that we know as Rock Talks. Sweet. Um, I see that we have another guest in the room, Pastor. Can you... Uh who, who's the, the, the guest? Yes, this is uh, also with us is Victor's friend, John Jew. And he totally didn't know that we're going to do this right now. But we want to uh, introduce John to our audience as well. Hi, John. <clears throat> hey, guys. <laughs> he, he didn't realize we had four mics. So <laughs> we, did, we, had to, uh, we had to make one of the, the mics live and, and just at least get him to say a few words. So. Absolutely. We're glad you're here, John. Yes, definitely. Thanks. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, well, today's uh, sponsor of this video, we're really uh, just fortunate to be uh, collaborating with the Rock Fellowship's Potluck Ministry, and uh, we'll hear from them later. Uh, but without further ado, why don't we get right into it, Victor? Thank you so much for your time and uh, spending this Saturday evening with us. Uh, thank you for having me. All right. Excellent. Um well, Victor, well, let's get right into it. Um, you know, we usually start out by asking um, our guests to share a little bit about their background and kind of their life, your early years growing up, um, and, you know, just kind of uh, how that transpired. Maybe you can delve into that. Yeah, um, I was born in Costa Rica, so I was able to have uh, exposure to the Hispanic culture um, and my parents being very active in the church. They work for church institutions, so we received the invitation to become missionaries to Guam. So we moved to Guam, and after Guam, then came to the U.S. mainland and studied and been traveling a lot. Um, so, in in um, how old were you? How old were you when you um, moved from Costa Rica to Guam? I was about 
14, 15 years old. Oh, okay. So you spent a lot of, most of your kind of early childhood then in Costa Rica. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. So my Spanish is very strong. And when I moved to Guam, we had to, me and my sister, we had to learn English. So I remember when uh, we went to Subway because for us back in Costa Rica, Subway was like a big thing. It's like, <laughs> it's like every Sunday, we'll, it was our treat. It was like a special thing. And we were used to ordering Subway sandwiches in Spanish. But then when we moved to Guam, it was like, oh, shoot, how do we order in English? Like, how do we mention all these different ingredients in English? So it was a very interesting transition. Wow. Did you have a go-to sandwich that you would eat at Subway? Uh, we always got the Veggie Delight. I don't know why. Mm. They had the Veggie Delight back then? Oh, uh, yes, with the With the patty? With uh, the vegetarian patty in no, it? No, no, no patties. Just the veggies. Just vegetables. Yes, just okay. exactly. salad on bread. Right. I was going to say, have you had the the vegetarian... Like that has the veggie patty in the Subway sandwich? No, I it, have not. It is amazing. I it's think that's so a new thing. good. It is new. I think it's been in the past maybe, I don't know, three, four years. But even back then, so one thing that I remember is the cut for the bread was very different to what they do it now because now they just cut it like side on the side of the bread. But back then it was on top. Yeah, it was the triangle. Yes. Right? Yes. Yes. That's right. And when uh, when so in Costa Rica it started that way, but then when we moved to Guam they started cutting it sideways, and I was so disappointed. I was like, why did they do that? <laughs> <laughs> um, so it sounds like you've had a fairly I don't know strong exposure to Christianity growing up. Then yes, I grew up in a Adventist home mm -hmm. even way before I was born. I think I'm fourth generation Adventist. Wow. Okay. Um, I remember, I still remember my great grandparents um, going to church and my grandfather was a pastor. He was a missionary as well. And then my parents now are missionaries as well. So I've oh, been, wow. I've been around church people all my life. Okay. What, what was that like growing up? I mean, as a young, you know, sometimes they, you know, I, you know, talk to a lot of people and some people's experience growing up, you know, in uh, a Christian home or spiritual environment was difficult and other people just really thrived in it. What was your childhood like? It wasn't traumatizing. <laughs> it, you said it wasn't? It wasn't. Okay. I know uh, some of my friends really had a hard time, but for me, it, it was normal. I went to uh, school, well, Adventist schools from first grade all the way to college. And um, I remember my parents were very involved with like Sabbath school. Uh, my dad has always been an elder for the church. Um, seeing my grandfather being a pastor, like listening to some of his sermons. Um, and my mom leaning out with a uh, children's story or Sabbath school, like she, they have always been involved, even Pathfinders. So it's, uh, we were always involved in church activities. So at times it became a little tiring, but I never felt that my friends will look down on me or um, will have any misconceptions about the church. Like okay. it was, it was, it was normal. Okay. Um, so, you know, 
I mean, that's just, it's awesome. It's awesome to hear um, that it was such a positive experience for you. Um, why do you think it was so positive for you? I mean, like, who were some real positive influences for you growing up then? Um, at different stages of my life, I had different people. So, for example, growing up, like being a kid, um, of course, my parents, because they were very involved in church activities, but also at home, we would have the morning devotional every morning. My mom would wake us up and read us read uh, a portion of a devotional book. Um, also, we had our own Vespers Friday night. So my mom would bake like a special pastry or will make a special meal for Friday night mm. uh, just to open up the Sabbath. Um, also, uh, when I became a teenager, um, my Sabbath school teacher, he became a good role model because he had such charisma that would bring other uh, teenagers to come along and then we will do activities together. So it wasn't many, many teenagers struggle coming to church because they can't find that foothold in the church. Like it's like that awkward period where you're not a kid anymore, but also you're not a full grown up. So it's, it's, it's an awkward transition, but somehow that Sabbath school teacher was able to bring us all together and we were able to participate in different activities. And then in college, um, it was the summer staff members who, like, they had such spirituality, so very strong sense of what it means to be a Christian that it just <laughs> you just can't help to be just be part of the group as well. Where did you go to college? A Walla Walla University. Oh, so right, when you say the summer crew, what, what do you mean? Oh, by sorry, the summer? Su summer camp. Oh, the summer camp. Yes. What what, what summer camp? Uh, Sunset Lake. Hmm. Where is that? In, it's not too far from Seattle. It's in Washington. Oh, okay. I think I, I think I know. I think uh, that's the one that one of our youth goes to Becca. I think goes to that one oh. every summer. It's about forty minutes east from Seattle. And you were a counselor there. Yes. Oh, okay. And so being around those people who had like a really genuine faith that kind of rubbed off on you, right? Kind of helped you grow. That's really cool. Yes. That's the power of community, right? Yeah, no, that's, um, you know, how I'm going to kind of switch gears here, but um, how was it that you actually found Rock Fellowship? How was it that you started attending the church here? So during 2013 to 15, I lived in Korea. I was an English teacher. And as soon after that, I came back to Portland. I came back to the U.S., and I had such a great experience living in Korea that I wanted to continue that. And I was very sad about not being able to continue living there, but I needed to uh, take care of some responsibilities here in the U.S. And I wanted to continue that experience. So I thought, well, I wonder if there's a Korean church that I can attend so I can continue practicing Korean or at least being uh, having that Korean culture. So I literally just type in in Google Korean SDA church, and this is what pop up. <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, that is awesome. How did you make the decision to actually go to Korea then initially? I 
as you many of you know, I love I love to travel. So at that time, Korea had been one of those countries that I hadn't visited. And uh, one of the counselors, uh, the student missions in Walla Walla University, told me about an opportunity of teaching English in Korea. And since I hadn't had never been to Korea, I was like, well, I need to mark it up from my list. So what great way of not only visiting Korea, but also experiencing the culture and also making a little bit of money. So I, that's why I decided to go to Korea. Wow, that's awesome. Um, you know, being in Korea and just being immersed in that culture, what, what are some of the things that you really love about the Korean culture? Respect, mm-hmm. probably I'll say number one. Um, I, I love how Korean people are very respectful towards the elderly. Um, speaking in Chotnemal, mm-hmm. it, it, it kind of reminds me of the Hispanic culture because we also look up to the elders. We always talk to them very respectfully. Mm-hmm. And I also like the public transportation. It's so convenient over there that yeah. you don't you you feel like cars are not needed. Yeah, absolutely. You can just ride the train. You can ride the buses. Um, it's very very convenient anywhere you go. Like going from Seoul to Busan, which is like ex- two extremes from in the country, um, it, you can just go from one place to the other in less than three hours. Hmm. That is true. That is something that I think is taken for granted a lot of times. Uh, is that the ease of public transportation. I wish, I guess Portland has a fairly decent one. Definitely not as robust as it's, Korea. It's it's improving, but I mean, you still, if you really want to go from one place to the other, you still need a car. Whereas in Korea, is fairly available throughout the day and even parts of night, parts, parts of the night. Yeah. You know, I mean, um, I think there are definitely a lot of positives that you take away from the culture was there anything that was quite challenging for you being over there and and what you experienced respect as well um so i really like how respectful koreans are but also i feel that's uh, another thing that it's challenging especially for a westerner because we believe that respect has to be earned and you can't be challenged if you are older or you have higher authority. Mm. Whereas in, in Western perspective, you you have to earn that respect and you're constantly challenged because it's a, a way of improving. Like, uh, But in Korea, you have the last word and that's it. It doesn't matter whether you're right or wrong. Mm. Huh, I never thought about that actually. Um, that is, when I think about it, that is so true though. Um, you know, um, I don't know anyone that travels more than you do, Victor. Uh, Pastor Chris, you, have you met anyone that has sucked the marrow of life like Victor has? No. Um, probably the second closest is you, Ken. Oh. And, you're, <laughs> and you're nothing compared I am to nothing. Victor. I am just, uh, I'm novice. baby. I'm baby Yoda. Com- yeah, compared to Victor, you're like, you're not even born. Man. Oh, man. I worship the ground that you walk on, Victor. Oh, uh, no, no. <laughs> Actually, I know people who have traveled way more than me. Like they make me look like I haven't done anything. But how did you get into 
How did you get into the traveling? I know a lot of people that are listening don't quite know, you know, the extent of your travels and what you do. And maybe you can give us a little brief intro on how you got into it and what you do, uh, you know, and how you travel like you like you do. I think a good first question, though, is to ask Victor, how many countries have you been to? So currently I am at 86 countries. 86 countries. What? Oh, my word. My goal is to reach 150 before I turn 40. It's <laughs> oh, a good goal, man. That is a good goal. So I still have a few more years before. <laughs> so if anyone from our audience wants to make a difference in Victor's life, sponsor him to go on a trip please, to one of those countries, please. he will love you forever. But it doesn't need to be money. It can be just points. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah, 86. That's amazing. Yeah, so why don't you share a little bit just kind of how you came to to love traveling so much? So thinking about it, I actually been traveling ever since I was a baby uh, because, as I mentioned earlier, my grandfather was a missionary and a pastor. So he used to live in Belize and Honduras. And so when I was a baby, we would travel to visit him. I don't remember any of this, but this is what my parents told me. And I, they actually gave me a copy of my f- very first passport. And I, I still keep it. So That's I still cool. have it. Hmm. So um, as I kept growing up, we traveled to other places. So at the time we were in Costa Rica. So the first country that I remember traveling to was Panama because Panama and Costa Rica are neighbor, neighboring countries um, beca- to visit my dad's side of the family. Um, after that, then we went to the U.S. and Canada, and then we expanded to other countries. And then probably it wasn't until I reached college that I started, I st- I started traveling on my own. Um, and then I also joined some groups, some conferences where you learn about earning points through like credit cards or mileage with the airlines and or hotels and then you turn those points or mileage into actual flights where you can go around the world for very very cheap Um, or uh, you pay nothing and sometimes you pay just the taxes or you don't have to pay anything really give me an idea of like what is the what is the lowest what's the best deal that you ever got or give me a an idea of a great deal on a certain flight and how much you actually had to pay out of pocket so my trip to korea that was probably the best one so the very first time i went to korea because at that time generating points and mileage was very easy uh, nowadays, generating miles, you have to meet a certain criteria uh, dollar-wise. So you have to spend certain amount of dollars in order to reach certain uh, amount of miles. But back then, it used to be distance-wise. Mm. So you could you could find like a really really cheap flight, f- which I did. Say for example, I needed to go from Portland to Seattle through, uh, I needed to go from Portland to Seattle because I had a flight from Seattle to New York. And I flew Portland all the way down to Fort Lauderdale mm-hmm. in Florida Okay. to go back to Seattle and then New York. 
because and that trip was probably 300 for 100 dollars because at that time it was distance based so i got a lot of points for that trip um, those points then i used towards like uh, some points i already had of to fly to korea but then I set up my flight not just to be Korea, my final destination, but actually a stopover. So a stopover is a period of time uh, more than 24 hours, but then the idea is that you're gonna continue to another place. So I went from Portland, San Francisco to Korea, stayed there for eight months, and then continued to Taiwan, Hong Kong, and then Singapore which Singapore became my final destination. And then after that, then it was time to go back to the US. So then I did US, uh, Singapore, Japan, China, back to San Francisco, and then ultimately Portland. You're like a magician. <laughs> and wow. All th- and all that was, uh, so that whole trip was done in business class. Wow. And I think I only paid in taxes. Wow. Whoa. Okay. That's, that's amazing. That's almost like an around the world kind of, uh, you know, trip. I mean, Southeast Asia, but still that's, that is impressive. So, you know, if you were to give advice to a novice traveler who is like listening to this and going, man, I want to travel like that. What kind of advice would you give someone? Well, for a first time traveler, I would say try different things and try things that make sense to you because what makes sense to me or what I like might not necessarily be something that you like or something you might wanna do. Uh, One of the things that I tell people is turn off Instagram, forget about um, TripAdvisor and just find something that is meaningful to you. If you go to Paris, most people, the first thing, the first picture that you, you'll have is Eiffel Tower. But you might not really care about the Eiffel Tower. So you don't need to go to the Eiffel Tower just because it's there. Everybody goes there. Just find something meaningful. Like maybe there's a pastry that you really like from France or a special restaurant or something. So find something that is very meaningful to you and work towards getting to that point, going there to that place. Um, and just try different different types of travel. Like you can do like luxurious if you can afford it, or you can just do like backpacking if you want to be on a budget. Just try different things and then uh, find something that makes sense to you and continue doing that. Mm. All right. Well, thanks. You know, um, how long is it? How long have you been coming to uh, Rock? So I came back from Korea in 2015, but I think uh, early 2016, that's when I first came to Rock. Okay. What, um, what, what makes you keep coming back? What, what is it about Rock that you feel kind of drawn toward, I guess? Community is very strong. I really appreciate small groups. And I really appreciate how welcoming people are and how open our people are to um, listening to people's experiences and how um, you, you feel like part of the group. You feel, even though I don't 
have any Korean genes or um, I don't have I don't look Korean, but I I feel accepted. Hmm. What small group do you attend right now? I go to the Happy Valley one, the men, the men small group, and also the young adult one. Oh, okay. Well, uh, maybe a little plug for them, when, Pastor. When do you know when that one that one meets? Yeah, the, the uh, Happy Valley men's group meets Tuesday at seven o'clock at Kevin Shim's house. Okay. Uh, the young adult meets every other second and fourth Fridays, and kind of changes. So um, if you want to attend that, um, just kind of listen to our announcements and, and we'll let you know or talk to me and we can um, we can kind of guide you to the right group okay well Victor before we go into the our, our little rapid fire session here um, can you just kind of share with us where God is taking you these days um, your spiritual journey lately I don't know we need to ask God <laughs> mm. uh, these days I'm blessed about um, having good community so I've been attending church and going to the small groups um, and I don't know we'll just keep walking one step at a time so I like that um, thank you um, well now we're gonna take a short break um, and hear from the sponsor of today's podcast hi this is Christine Yu I'm one of the directors of the Pollock ministry we are excited to partner with Rock Talks. I believe Pollock is very important because my parents have shown me the importance of community building around food, whether it's prepping food for potluck or sharing a meal. To this day, my childhood friends and people who knew my mom still talk about her food and the memories that come with that. When you share a meal, it's like sharing a part of your life. If you are not part of a potluck group, and if you're interested, please let me know. So, Victor, this is our uh, traditional rapid-fire session where we ask you uh, about 10 questions, kind of back-to-back. And, you know, most of the time your answers could be, you know, one or two words. Um, You can actually have the liberty to expound and uh, talk a little more in detail if you'd like. But you ready? Yes. All right. So, question number one, what is your favorite ethnic food? Korean. Okay. What is your favorite Korean food, actually? We'll throw this one in, too. Oh, I have two. Okay. So, if it's winter, I like chamchi kimchi jjigae. Oh, that's oh. like legit Korean food. That's <laughs> like not. That's not like non-Korean ones that you get at red. That's like real Korean person food. Wow, man. that's yeah, that's impressive. I had to take a. I had to think real hard. I was like, sure, what is he talking about? I'm not <laughs> and sure. Even <laughs> through the chamchi, like the tuna. That's the one we grew up eating. That's awesome. Wow. Great answer. Okay. And the other one is takalbi. Takalbi. Oh man, that's special. That is good. Not a lot of places. Let's serve that, huh? It's very difficult to find a really good ones here in Portland, but Korea, all over the place. Oh, man. So if you are listening right now and you make an awesome takalbi, please invite Victor. Please let me know. Please let me know. And then also me and also Ken (laughs) and John. Yes. (laughs) Yes, please. Um, Okay. um, What is your favorite country that you visited out of the, I don't know, 89 so far? I don't have any. Uh, They are very different. Are you a politician or something? <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with you? <laughs> Come on. They're they're very different. Every every country has a special thing. So that's a true world traveler mentality, though. I know. 
you'll make a great parent, right? It's like, which child do you love more? I, I love, love it. I love you all. I love you all. All right. Um, Although secretly I have one. I know. <laughs> Don't we all? Uh, <laughs> okay. Um, what is your favorite airline that you like to fly on? Emirates, if you fly, fly first class because you can shower. Oh, man. That's crazy. Oh, man. Emirates, you... I've never flown on Emirates. I don't even... I've only flown with them twice. I don't even know how to spell Emirates. One, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> one t- my first time was in economy, so it's nothing that impressive. But if you get the opportunity of flying first class in the A380, uh, you, you get wow. five minutes to, to shower. Hours. <laughs> That's crazy. That is amazing. I mean, my shower on those is just taking the water out of the sink and just like throwing it on my body. No, you <laughs> you actually shower. get a full on a full on shower so, <laughs> okay. with amenities. All right, um, all right. Classical, Latin, reggae, or rock? Rock. Rock. Wow. Okay, I wasn't expecting that. Really? Yes. You have a favorite band? I don't. Okay. All right. Um, favorite comfort food. I love cookies. Oh, cookies. Yes. All right. It's not like a it's not a meal, but cookies always bring me uh, <laughs> so much joy. Yes. <laughs> okay. It's good to know. All right. Are you a night owl or a morning person? Definitely a night owl. Night owl. When do you usually go to bed? If I'm talking with my girlfriend, maybe 1 a.m. Okay. But if I'm not, then between 11 or midnight. Is your girlfriend on a different time zone? Yes. She's in Korea. Oh, that, that is a, that's a different time zone. <laughs> a little bit. Wow. Okay. Um, spicy food or sweet? Both. <sighs> What's up with this? Oh. Like, you are a politician. <laughs> you really are. You know that, right? Okay. Um, all right. Uh, favorite thing to do in your free time? Reading. Reading. Okay. Um, yeah, any recommendations on a book lately that you've read? These days, I'm reading Love and Respect. Uh, it's a relationship. It's a Christian relationship book. And I've heard uh, of that. It has a very interesting message, so I, I recommend it. Yeah, I can. I've been I've been learning a, a lot, and I think a lot of couples can benefit from it. Okay. Well, thank you. Um, all right. Uh, what's what's uh, on your uh, Spotify or iTunes playlist? So you're gonna hate me because mm. I don't have anything specific. I just put K-pop or uh, a podcast, and oh. I just let Spotify choose for me. Okay. Well, you have a you have a podcast that you like. Besides, of course, Rock Talks. Besides Rock Talks, yes. obviously. I, I know Rock Talks is at the front of your list of podcasts. Uh, Jordan, the Jor- Jordan Harbinger, Harbinger Show. Okay. All right. The Jordan Harbinger Show. Yes. You have a favorite K-pop group that you like to listen to? I don't. You don't? Just them all? Uh, if, if I like a song, I'll like it. If I don't like it, then I just simply dislike it. Okay. <laughs> Press the buttons. Okay. All right. That's fair. That's fair. Last question. Um, This is kind of like a part 
part two kind of uh, this is actually pastor's um, uh, idea and I thought it was a great idea yeah because you know we kind of want the conversation to go on beyond this right that's the whole point of this is to build community through conversation so what we're asking you to do is uh, what's something someone can ask you about uh, a story or an experience that can spur on further conversation so you know for example you know ask me about the scar that I have or ask me about the time I did this like is there something we can ask you about that can allow us to have a, a good conversation with each other the first one will be why am I learning Korean and the answer is actually not that obvious okay all okay. right so the next time you see Victor at uh, church or somewhere you this is the question to ask him. Why are you learning Korean? Why are you learning Korean? All right. Do you have another one? Why am I an interpreter? That That is your occupation right now? Yes. Uh, I'm assuming... A medical interpreter. Medical interpreter. Spanish. Yes. Not Korean. Not yet. <laughs> uh, okay. Okay. All right. All right. Great. Um, well, Victor, we certainly thank you for your time. I know you have a lot of things else that you could be doing on a Saturday evening um, uh, but really thank you so much for your time we are so blessed to be able to spend um, the time that you do um, you know come to church when you're not traveling around the world and um, yeah thank you so much thank you for having me thank you for this opportunity yeah yeah thanks Victor so much fun man and John thank you so much for the three words that you contributed <laughs> and for the uh, what did he do at the beginning remember he uh, oh, he did the clap he did the clap to uh, get us started so thanks for letting me sit in all right john all right thank you N maybe next time we'll have to uh have john as the uh full-time guest absolutely all right all right uh well um we'll we'll be back and uh look forward to spending time with you on our next session all right take care bye